welcome to the Pulp Nostalgia and Old Time Radio Podcast. This week, we have The Case of the Killer Cards, an episode of The New Adventures of Nero Wolf that first aired on January 12th, 1951. This version of Nero Wolf, which was at least the third radio series based on The Great Detective, aired over NBC from 1950 to 1951. It starred Sidney Greenstreet in the title role. And while Nero and Archie never appeared in the pulps, author Rex Stout did write several stories for those tattered pages in the early 20th century. And of course, we all know some of his Nero Wolf stories would show up in the digest that followed the pulp, such as Ellery Queen Mystery Magazine. If you are a fan of pulp detective tales, be sure to check out our collection of the best of Thrilling Detective, featuring some of the favorite stories from the pages of Thrilling Detective Magazine. Both volumes 1 and 2 are available from Amazon or other bookstores, as well as at BrickPickleMedia.com. And that link is also in the show notes. This podcast is a Brick Pickle Media production. For more, be sure to visit our website at brickpricklemedia.com, where you can find a link to all of our books in our entire online store. And remember, if you like this show, please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And with that, on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, the ringing of that phone bell means mystery, adventure. Nero Wolf's office, Archie Goodwin speaking. You want Mr. Wolf to what? Mr. Wolf will do nothing of the sort, Archie. Mr. Wolf is thirsty. Hold on for a moment. Uh, The bottle opener's in the left-hand drawer of your desk. Thank you, Archie. Mr. Wolf, I've got a man named Denby on the phone. He wants you to umpire a card game. The man is insane. He's offering a fee. The answer is no. I know nothing of card games, nor do I wish to learn. Okay. Well, the answer's no, Mr. Denby. Sure, I'll ask him again. <laughs> After he finishes the beer he's working on. Goodbye. People appall me. The fantasies they indulge in. Bah, what on earth made that maniac think I might consent to preside at a card game? Well, it seems he expects one of the players to be deaf. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's the bulkiest, balkiest, smartest, and most unpredictable detective in the world. That chair-born genius, Nero Wolfe. Created by Rex Stout and brought to you in a new series of adventures over this NBC network in the person of Mr. Sidney Greenstreet. But the card game went on anyway. At the home of a Mr. Stephen Denby. Gene? Yes? The custom? Mr. Piper? I think we're ready to begin, eh? I'm ready. Yes, Gene. You always are. How I like that remark, I'll have to decide later on. Yeah, please do. The It's all right with me. And Mr. Piper. I, uh, I brought a deck. No, as host, I shall supply the cards. Uh, before we play, I examine them, yes? Of course. Here you are. Chuck. Yeah, Mr. Denby. You will remain outside the door until called. No one is to enter this room under any circumstances. Got it. 
Costa? The cards look all right. Thank you. Now then, shall we make things absolutely clear? You mean, should you make a speech? I don't mind. But uh, make it short, huh? I shall. The four of us seated at this table are joint owners of the Candy Club, a rather successful institution devoted to the sale of food, liquor, entertainment... And the gambling. And games of chance. For some time now, we have all resented sharing the profits... Some of us have attempted to buy out the others. Denby, you needn't babble on. No one wants to sell. We know that. True, true, Mr. Piper. Which is the reason for this little game of cards? One hand shall be dealt to each of us. A hand at poker. Whoever wins gets the club. The others retire as gracefully as they can. Agreed? That's why uh, yes, we... agree. Very well. The cards are shuffled. I'll place them in the center of the table. Macasto, would you like to... I cut. Good. If nobody minds, I'll cut them too. After Mr. Macasto. Nobody minds. Happy now, Mr. Piper? Let's get going, huh? Very well. Unless Jean would care to... Oh, We're all crooks here, which sort of cancels out any funny business with a card. Very well. We shall all draw a card in turn until five cards are drawn by each player. Shall we start, Jean? Sure. Locasto? Okay. Mr. Piper? Yes, of course. And myself. We just keep going in rotation. This is fun. Fun? No, no. There's too much money which rides on these cards. That's what makes it fun. Would you mind keeping quiet? I'm nervous. We all are, one way or another. I think we all have our five cards now. We all got them. Very well, then. In the same order that the cards were dealt. Jean? A pair of threes. Lucasto? Nothing. Mr. Piper? Kings. Two. The lights! Piper. What? Hey, hey, I don't like the same stuff, Mr. Will you take your elbow out of my back? I'd be delighted to, Mr. Goodwin, but it's not my elbow. I don't care if it's your tibia maximus. Just take it away. Chuck wouldn't like that. Well, we have company. Mind if I look around? Keep uh, right on walking, pal. That would be Chuck behind me, huh? And you are... My name is Denby. You may remember it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You phoned a couple of hours ago about, about a card game. Now, look, just what is your boy poking in my back? I think it's a 38. You're not sure? It might be a 45. Chuck, is it loaded? Make a funny move, pal, and you'll find out the hard way. Yo, wait a minute. It's just a passing curiosity. Uh, where are we going? My car. Get in. If you insist. I guess you do. Okay. I'll drive, Chuck. The car bulletproof? No, that's hardly necessary. Chuck shoots first. Well, it's a saving, I guess. The only thing is, I, uh, I hadn't figured on taking a ride. I told Mr. Wolf I was going for a walk. He disapproved, You're but... going for a ride. Isn't that a little corny? Now, there's a minor difference. Usually the uh, guest, shall we say, is killed at the conclusion of the ride... 
In this case... Let's not make the difference too minor. You will survive the ride. It's what comes afterwards that might kill you. You see, Mr. Goodwin, my friends and I have a little mystery to solve. You want me to solve it? No. We want Mr. Wolf to solve it. In order to do so, he must leave his house and come to mine. He has to in order to find the solution quickly. Why? Neither my friends nor myself have any desire to improve our acquaintance with the police. Therefore, we want the mystery solved before the police are even called in. Hence our need for Mr. Wolf. Hence our detaining you. Detaining is a pretty word in the circumstances. Now, this is my home, Mr. Goodwin. Oh, well, I don't like the architecture. I think I'll stay Get out. Get going, pal. On second thought... Mr. Denby, what makes you think Mr. Wolf is going to leave his house and come here? You. Unless he does so, he will lose you. Forever. The door, Chuck. Okay. Mr. Goodwin, may I introduce you to my associates in business and in poker? To your right, Mr. Lacasto, a charming but impulsive fellow. Hello. He's only the stooge. Where's the fat fellow? In time, Lacasto. The lovely lady whose back is to you is Jean. Jean something or other. She's always changing her name. Hello. Hello. And the gentleman facing you is Mr. Piper. How do you do? Uh, is he exclusive or just... Hey, he's wearing his red carnation a little low, isn't he? Over his heart. Except that's no carnation. That, Mr. Goodwin, is blood. Lifeblood. Archie. Oh, bah, he's always taking walks. Come in, the door is unlocked. Are you... Yo, Wolf. Having made a magnificent discovery, suppose you remove your hat? No, come on. I beg your pardon? Mr. Denby wants to see you. Mr. Denby can see me here. Here ain't where he wants to see you. Here, at the risk of minor monotony, is where he'll have to see me. Don't you want your boy Goodwin to keep on living? No one has ever been able to discourage him. Mr. Denby will. Ah, Archie's in custody? No, in Mr. Denby's house under a gun. I don't have to believe that. Take a look at this. Hmm, wallet. Archie's wallet. I shall accompany you. And permit me to warn you that if Mr. Goodwin has been harmed, nothing short of murder will satisfy me. It's getting late. Wolf isn't here yet. Maybe he doesn't worry about you, Goodwin. Well, he could have been delayed. Maybe an orchid needed a pollen transfusion or something. Besides, only the good die young. Then you must be very, very good, Archie. That remark I didn't care for. We sit here and wait for the fat one, but in the meanwhile, the police... The police will come when we notify them. But they will not like the delay we make to notify them. I say we waste time. I say the fat one will not risk coming. You say entirely too much. Is that so? Maybe I kill you myself. Picasso, put that gun away. Yes, darling Archie should have a chance to live. Not long if Wolf doesn't come. Stop looking so pleased. Are you afraid to die, Archie? Yeah, well, I'm not looking forward to it. It's so final. <laughs> Besides, I didn't need a hearty dinner. And, uh... Oh, the Marines have landed. 
Who is it? Chuck, with Nero Wolf. Let him in. Shut the door, Chuck. Stay outside. Archie? Hello, Mr. Wolf. Oh, am I glad to see you. I regret I cannot say the same thing. Blast you, why couldn't you stay at home instead of taking those confounded walks? I warned you it'd be dangerous. Yeah, but Mr. Wolf, it wasn't the fresh air that got me. It was Denby. Mr. Wolf, I knew you wouldn't come here without some sort of pressure. I thought the method I used would be most effective. Would you really have killed Archie if I hadn't come? I would have had no choice. I would have been stuck with a witness to an unsolved murder. Suppose I cannot solve it. I should be forced to apply the same logic to two witnesses. Mm-hmm. Mr. Wolf, you really came here to save my life, huh? Nonsense. I came here for a fee, Mr. Denby. I have a check for $1,000 already made out. Clear it up. You forget. I left my home. I traveled unprotected through the streets of this city, exposed to motor accidents, to fresh air, too. You offer me $1,000. Will $2,500 do? Barely. Archie, will you take the check? Now, I presume you want me to find who killed the gentleman at the table, the one facing me, huh? His name is Mr. Piper. The name is no importance. Will you all sit at the table in the same position you were at the time of the shooting? Of course. Jean? Picasso? Good. Now for a look at the wound. Hmm. The lights, I should imagine, went out for a while when the shooting occurred. They went out? Yes. Of the three of you at the table, which one had the best motive for the murder? We all have the same motive. The club. Helpful. There was no one else in the room at the time? No one. The door? Locked. With Chuck on guard outside of it. So much for that. The windows, I notice, are closed. They were closed when the murder took place? They were closed. The window panes are all unbroken, which eliminates the possibility of the shot being fired from outside of them, unless one of them was raised and lowered. That wouldn't have been possible. The windows are secured by catches. Archie, will you check that? Okay, Mr. Wolf. I shall for the moment assume that the windows are neither lying nor untrustworthy. Does anyone remember anything unusual occurring at the time of the shooting? Well, someone whispered Piper just before the shot. Indeed. You all heard that whisper? We heard it. Man's voice or woman? Well, I... I can't say. A whisper doesn't reveal much of anything. The windows weren't open, Mr. Wolf. Which leads to... The fact that it had to be one of us in this room. But which one, Mr. Wolf? The murder weapon. Ah, yes. Yes, yes. Has it been moved? Nobody touched it. It's laying on the floor where it was dropped. Interesting. If you look closely, you would observe two oil spots staining the rug between the revolver and the lady's chair, indicating uh, who sat at the right of Mr. Piper. I did. Why? Mr. Danby. Yes? If I were you, I would turn Mr. Lacasto over to the police. You are a liar. I I... warned you about that gun, Lacasto. Was it necessary to shoot Mr. Lacasto? In the arm, yes. He was reaching for a gun. He'll live, however, till the police take him away. What do I tell them? You could point out the angle of the wound. As you notice, Mr. Denby, the bullet entered Mr. Piper's heart from the right. Yes, so it did. Therefore, whoever sat to his right, well, that was Lacasto. Archie, you have a check? I have it. We may as well leave. Uh, Mr. Wolfe. You're sure Lacasto shot Piper? 
I have indicated the evidence. The rest will be up to the jury. Come, Archie. Uh-huh. Uh, Jean. Yes, Archie? Now that my life expectancy has increased, what are you doing tomorrow night? Archie? I got a scram. Lancaster 7583. I'll be ringing your bell. Oh, Mr. Denby, you better do something about Lucasto's arm or he won't live to be executed. You see, the executioner likes them warm before he chills them. Homestead looks very nice, Mr. Wolf. Yes, Archie. You should stay in it more often. Yeah, but you never get to meet babes like Jean that way. You never get kidnapped either. Nor would I have had to leave my home in order to rescue you. Yeah, well, you weren't a nice fee, fast. Indeed? You seem doubtful about it. Positive, Archie. I know. I have not as yet earned my fee. Huh? You mean Denby might not turn Lucasto over to the cops? Of course he will. The trouble is, you see, Lucasto did not murder Piper. No? <laughs> he just thought a bullet in the heart might be good for Piper's rheumatism, huh? As it happens, Piper suffered from asthma. <laughs> That's beside the point. Fine. Mr. Wolf, I'm going to take it for granted that you know who did kill Piper. I'm also going to take it for granted that you won't tell me until you're ready. But why turn Lucasto over to the police? Two reasons, Archie. First, I had no proof against the real killer. Secondly... We had to supply a scapegoat in order to be permitted to leave the Danby home. You were unarmed, helpless. Go ahead, rub it in. Nonsense. It was an interesting problem. I enjoyed it. It was, huh? Well, to me, it's still in the present tenses. Which reminds me, as old Dr. Tidmouse said, there's always a future tense. And in that future tense, Jean. No, Archie. Oh, Mr. Wolf, stop. That girl's got a love for blood that appeals to the ghoul in me. Besides, did you notice what she does to address? Archie, I was merely about to say that I have no objections to your dallying with the girl. Oh, I don't believe it. My ears need overhauling. I objected only to the future tense. Why not call her now? Yeah, well, I won't pretend I understand this sudden enthusiasm on your part about my love life. Probably there's some foul scheming motive at the bottom of it. But who am I to look a gift horse in the mouth? Now, let's see. Her number was... Uh... Lancaster, 7583, of course. <laughs> this is the most beautiful bar and grill I've ever seen, Archie. Drank, you mean? What? Uh, never mind, never mind. Oh, all right. Archie, did anybody tell you you were beautiful, too? Well, a girl here and there has mentioned it. Oh, were they liars? Now, tell me, Jean, how did you ever get into the gambling den racket? Because I'm a crook. Well, I suspected that, but... Uh, I want another drink. You've had enough. I want another drink, and when Jean wants another drink, no gentleman who is a gentleman... Jean, get down! Oh, let me go. I don't want to climb under the table. Don't stay under here until the barrage stops. Huh. I guess the war's over. All right, Jean, get up. No, now I'm here. I like it. I'm going to stay here for months and months. Jean, do you realize that somebody just tried to kill you? And I thought you had such a nice, honest face. No, 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 not me. Somebody out in the street. I don't know why, but Mr. Wolf will. Come on, pour yourself together and let's go see him. The nice fat man? All right, I like him. You do? Why? 
because he'd make such a big corpse. Plus Jean. What made you think I wanted her here? Well, she's one of your fans. <laughs> she thinks you'd make a lovely corpse. What was the reason for bringing her here? She was shot at. Did you expect her to be? I expected her to be killed. That's why I sent you to her. It didn't occur to you I might be killed too? It did. I was willing to take the chance. You were willing? <laughs> oh, Mr. Wolf, Jean's a little under the weather. Splendid. In vino veritas. Watch your language. I mean the people in their cups often tell the truth, a proverb of some antiquity. Who shot at you tonight, Jean? Well, I don't know. I, I didn't see. Has it occurred to you that you might just as easily have murdered Piper as not? But Lucasto killed Piper. You said so yourself. I lied. Furthermore, why the attack on you if Lucasto was the murderer? Well, I... I don't know. Did you also not know that Lucasto escaped from jail earlier this evening? You're making that up. Why should I? Mr. Denby turned him over to the police, but Lacoste managed to get away before being jailed. That's not crooked. Incidentally, Mr. Denby will be joining us at any moment. I expected you to bring Jean Archie. Therefore, with the exception of Mr. Piper, who is resting in the morgue, and Mr. Lacoste, who is at large, we shall have all the participants in the card game. With them, perhaps, we can deal a new hand, hmm? Archie? Okay. Maybe it's the morgue to tell us Piper escaped. Oh, wrong again. Come in, Mr. Denby. Mr. Wolf, I'm upset. I heard over the radio about Lucasto's escape. He'll try to kill us all. Why? Because we can testify that he murdered Piper. Truly. I beg your pardon? Lucasto did not kill Piper. But you said that he did. The only evidence against Lucasto was the angle of the entrance of the bullet that lodged in his heart. May I remind you of the whisper you all heard in the darkness preceding Piper's death? The whisper that said Piper? Precisely. We must assume, then, that Piper turned his body in the direction of the whisper. Therefore, the angle of the wound would be wrong for Lacasto, but the correct one for... Whoever sat opposite Piper. I sat opposite him, but that doesn't mean I killed him. Wait, you must have. Once he turned, the bullet must have come from opposite him. Only possible way. That means you, Jean. No. No, it's a frame. May I interrupt for a moment? Mr. Denby, if our present analysis is correct, it must have been you who whispered to Piper. Did you? I... I hadn't thought about it before, but... Uh... Denby, you're lying. No, he's not lying. Continue, Mr. Denby. Well, when the lights went out, I wanted to tell Piper something. He, he turned to me, and that's when he was shot. Archie, you've taken all this down. In my prettiest shorthand, Mr. Wolf. Good. I, I don't know why you're doing this, Denby. Maybe you think if I take the rap, you'll get the club. But remember, Lacasto's still free. He's gunning for all of us. But it'll be you. Especially you he'll want. Maybe you can talk a jury into sending me up for something I didn't do, but you won't live to gloat about oh, it. Oh, shut up, Jean. You killed Piper and... Who, who's that? This is, of course, the murderer of Mr. Piper. No comments? Archie, the door, if you please. But you said I was the one who... What kind of idiocy is this? Archie, I said the door. Okay, but shall I ask him in or sock him? You will act as the situation demands. Yes, sir. But for once, I'd like to know what the situation is. 
Raise him, Goodwin, and keep him that way. Now back up into the living room. I don't back up good. My gears... You want it here? Uh, never mind. I'll strip a gear. Archie, what are you doing? Just what the situation demands, backing up. In case your knowledge of armaments has failed you, our little friend Chuck here is pointing a thirty-eight revolver at me. Won't save him from the chair. Maybe not. But it could give me quite a pain in the stomach. Chuck, what do you think you're doing? You double-crossing louse. Gentlemen, if you So please. you thought you'd run to the fat dick and pin it all on me. I'd then be... You don't know what you're talking about. We haven't even mentioned you. You're sure of that, huh? Then why did Wolf phone me and tell me you were about to sing? Wolf phoned you? Yeah. Said you were getting ready to feed me to the electrician up the river. Oh, he was making a stab in the dark, Chuck. Trying to start something. That's so, Wolf. Archie, will you read Chuck your notes about Mr. Denby's statement regarding the whisper? But well, that doesn't mean it could be misunderstood. Read me the notes, Goodwin. Here it is, I quote. When the lights went out, I wanted to tell Piper something. He turned to That's me and... That's all I need to hear. Chuck, you were selling me out after hiring me to knock off Piper. You dumb gunman. Now you've given Wolf what he wants, a confession. I was trying to pin it on Gene. That's what you say now. It's kind of late, though. Too late no, for you. No, no, oh, oh. Goodbye, Mr. Denby. Nice shooting, Chuck. Stay put, Goodwin. The rest of you, I'm leaving. The police wouldn't approve. Better let me have your gun. Huh? Wise guy. You know something? I've been thinking. Can you think? If I was to knock off you and Goodwin, me and Gene could split the club between us and nobody would ever know who killed Piper. Very whimsical, Chuck, but if you don't mind... Archie, don't be an idiot. Well, if I have to get shot, I prefer it to happen when I'm moving forward. Archie. Okay, come and get it, Goodwin. March right up nice and easy and take it. I'm coming. <laughs> would somebody mind telling me why I don't fall down? Ooh. I've been shot. Well, that's not the way to talk to a man who's just been... Hey, Chuck is lying down. He... Is he dead? Well, there's been a mistake. I didn't shoot him. He shot me. Archie, stop blabbering. Neither of you shot the other. As a matter of fact... I shot the Chuck. Lucasto. Lucasto, Archie? Well, I thought he escaped. No, I'm not crazy. I do not escape. The fat one, he phones the police to tell them how I'm innocent. Yes, I had the police announce the escape, however, for reasons of, uh... Shall I say strategy? <laughs> Well, on account of there are no bullet holes in me, you can say whatever you like, Mr. Wolf. Thank you, Archie. That announcement helped heighten the tension our murderers were under. And then they explode. The fat one, he says to me, Locasto, wait in the next room. Watch careful. Maybe there's trouble. I watch. And now? <laughs> now there's no more trouble. <laughs> Well, the place looks a lot tidier now with all those bodies removed, huh? Indeed. Okay, I'll get I... you the bottle of beer. But first, make with an explanation. Case was crystal clear, Archie. Maybe, but I'm no crystal gazer. Sure, I know. Denby had things arranged in advance with Chuck in case anybody held a better hand than his own. Piper did. So Denby whispered to Piper after kicking the light switch and set him up for a shot by Chuck from the doorway. The angle would provide evidence against Lucasto. True. However, we had only Denby's word for it and Chuck's that the door was locked. All right. We know, but you knew before Denby and Chuck blew up, huh? The oil spots on the rug, Archie? Well, they only showed the gun had bounced when the murderer threw it away. Spattered oil, very well-kept gun. They showed more than that. Where were those spots in relation to the gun? Think back, Archie. 
Spots and relations? Oh, sure. They were between the gun and the door. Therefore, the gun must have been thrown from the door. Bounced twice, staining the rug before reaching its final destination. Oh, I get it now. That told you who'd fired the gun. But there wasn't proof enough, so you set up a nice atmosphere of suspicion and had the boys give each other away. <laughs> All right, Mr. Wolf, you're a genius, and uh, you may have your beer. Thank you, Archie. As for me, I'm not a genius, but I remember a phone number. <laughs> so if you'll excuse me, Mr. Wolf. You're excused, Archie. Thanks. But before you call that number, may I remind you that Jean is a girl of macabre tastes who appeals to the ghoul in you. <laughs> sure you may, but why bother? In order to be able to warn you that uh, a ghoul and his money are soon parted. <laughs> Good night, Archie. Ah. have been listening to The New Adventures of Nero Wolf, starring Sidney Greenstreet. Tonight's transcribed story was based on the characters created by Rex Stout. This is an Edwin Fadiman program. In the cast were Gerald Moore as Archie Goodwin, and Betty Lou Gerson, Jay Novello, Howard McNear, Barney Phillips, and Bill Johnstone. Next week at this same time, Nero Wolfe and Archie will bring you The Case of the Calculated Risk. Don Stanley speaking. <laughs>